Howdy. Cry, Eagles, cry. <laughs> <laughs> you really take a lot of pride in Eagles fans. Crying. I sure do. I take a lot of pride I in mean, them crying, and I, it just goes to show what kind of people. I mean, I know obviously that's not everyone. What do you mean, of, you people? That's not all of them, but <laughs> if you're a. If you're known as a fan base it's, that eats shit off the sidewalk, <laughs> good for you, I guess. I mean, I mean, that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's how. You know, I remember. I think we talked about it. it. Was so nuts. Like after they won, they like greased up all the light poles oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the you know downtown Philly. They didn't help. No, they but still it was like them. they were like, oh, we've we've never won before. We better we better go crazy. It's like squirrels going after birdseed. <laughs> you can grease up that pole all you want. Just Eagles, slide down. Eagles still going to climb. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. It's the Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number 46, week number 50 of the NFL is upon us. How in the hell did that happen? I don't know. It was all that talk about greased up poles. I'm, I'm still laughing because I, in my head, uh, my grandma, I don't, I don't know if she still listens to this or not, but if she does, hi grandma. Um, she, when they had their house in um, Federal Way, they had one of the, the bird feeders and it was on the pole that stuck in the grass and you know, yep. but they had a problem with the damn squirrels and trying to get that bird seed. And so I remember her trying everything, grease, butter, olive oil, just everything to try and keep those squirrels from climbing up that pole to get that bird seed. And it was pretty entertaining to uh, sit there in the dining room and watch those dumbass squirrels try uh, to get it and then watch my grandpa run out the door with the BB gun. Was there anything that eventually worked? One of them eventually did. Yeah. So, um, God, those were fat squirrels too. Boy, they were well fed in that neighborhood. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, week number 15 is here. It is coming towards the end of the regular season. Uh, pictures coming into perspective. It really is. And Hey, we have nothing to be sad about for either one of our teams right now. Where last year it was kind of, uh, well, crap. This has to happen. This has to happen. This has to happen. With your win against Philly, you all but wrapped up the division. It's not official, but for crying out loud, it's pretty damn close. Seahawks, same thing by their win Monday night uh, against Minnesota and that high-paid quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Who is now 0-7 on Monday Night Football? Yeah. And has a, yeah. Well, and I get was it every uh, every team with a winning record, or he's well, he, he has not lived up to his contract. But anyway, so they're uh, a ninety nine percent chance of the playoffs with a win against San Francisco therein. So we'll go over the whole playoff picture a little bit later, but uh, we're going to recap our games because your game was damn exciting. Mine was not so much, even not, though they won. It was not so much. Yeah, not so much. It was uh, the Philly Dallas game wasn't exciting either until the fourth quarter. So. God, you had yeah, you had two different teams playing. We had two different Dax playing. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. That whole game, I'm watching too, and I'm just I'm I'm picturing you. I know that probably sounds weird. <laughs> I sit at home and I picture you 
Sitting but there. I am, but I am like because I'm just every mistake that Dak makes, I can just see you just. Part of me, like I get confused because I'm like, okay, well, is he just sitting there like with an angry face on, arms crossed on the couch, <laughs> just shaking his head, or does he jump up and down and throw shit? <laughs> no, no, because the the uh, the son is watching. Ah, yes, you got to be a role model. Yes, yeah, we don't want to teach him, you know. How to throw stuff across the room. <laughs> it's very bad. Very bad. I've just taught my son the, the signal for touchdown and first down. And so now he thinks every single play is either a first down <laughs> or a touchdown. For some reason, I don't know why, but, but Lucas always runs around and says, Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> then, You're out of time out, Even son. during the game, he, you know, he was napping for the beginning of it, and then he, then he wandered out like in the third quarter or so and and just walked around the corner into the living room and just started screaming timeout it's like okay he goes football timeout timeout <laughs> at least they're like well, grabbing you only, you only get three of those sons at least so they're grabbing like you should probably save those well did you see what uh green bay coach he used both of his challenges within the first 90 seconds of the game <laughs> uh it's not the greatest greatest way to start your Oops. uh your <laughs> your interim yeah uh, he, he was great in post game though, because he was like, well, I just wanted to get them out of the way and not have to worry about, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know, on the flag, it was really weighs a lot in your, in my, in my shoe. And, uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, I look back at it, probably shouldn't have, but you know, Hey, and the head, couldn't a head coach just have a flag guy like, Hey, you hold this, you stick by me. And if I need I to, think some throw, of them, I think but, some of them do, don't they? Yeah. I mean, why burden yourself with extra flags? I feel like I've seen sometimes where they have the camera on the coach waiting for him to throw the flag, and he's waiting to hear from upstairs if he should. Yes, no, no, yes. And, and yes, somebody no. somebody comes over and, like, hands them their flag to throw. Wonder wonder if anybody ever tries to aim for a ref. Just bean them right, yeah, right in the head. <laughs> I like the ones that just, like, eh, just toss them on the ground right in front of them. Yeah. And then, and then they're, like, get the official's attention, and they're like, hey. I threw my flag on the ground. Yeah, I <laughs> dropped my flag there. My flag's there. I'd like to, uh, like to challenge. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. It's right there. <laughs> it would be better if you just beaned him in the head with it. <laughs> Boink! Knock the poor guy out. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to recap. We'll do the normal thing. Recap our games. I did not find... Yeah, you want another cookie there? Yes. Yeah, so, all right. Um, I didn't, there wasn't a ton of NFL news out there that really... Maybe there's, maybe there's something you I don't know. We'll get there. We got to preview our games because uh, we're not in yet, so we got to keep winning. And uh, a little fantasy football update for our fantasy league game picks. And get the hell out of here. The huge. We start with me because <laughs> he's got a mouthful of cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we'll go to me. Uh, Monday night football in their action green uniforms. So speaking of the action green. Don't diss my action green, no, no, no. bro. No, just listen, bro. <laughs> listen so here, when bro. we talked about, you know, ugly jerseys and this and that, and, you know, my dad was asking about yeah. Seattle's unis. And I said, no, those are not the ugliest Phillies are, but. <laughs> Especially when they're crying in them. <laughs> but he texted me after the game, this, uh, you know, Monday night's game. Because you know, if I was a Seahawks fan, I would probably buy that jersey. 
right? As I told you, I, I like those jerseys. I was cracking up because as soon as they announced it earlier in the week that they were going to wear them, there is a gigantic, excuse me, there's a gigantic part of uh, the sports media people and fans that can't stand those uniforms. I love them. Now, <clears throat> I'm dying. The uh, I have a Lynch jersey that's action green. However, they've changed them. It's not the same green anymore. That That is what they wear now is, I mean, glow-in-the-dark nuclear <laughs> like neon green. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the first iteration was the like first, more of a little was, dull. Right, it was, wasn't as like bam. And I noticed that I'm like wearing my Lynch jersey for Monday night, sitting in my hotel room in Spokane all by myself watching this game. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, either the color on the TV is off, and I'm looking down at my jersey, and I'm like, nah, these are different. But still, they were always my favorite. I love them so much. But it was funny because people were dissing them all week. And then they come out of the tunnel, and all of a sudden you can watch Twitter, and they were like, those uniforms aren't so bad. <laughs> those, are, those, are pretty, those are pretty cool. Those actually, are pretty cool. I actually kind of like those. Those are, uh, <laughs> those are pretty sweet. They're very bright, uh, and you can't. it was very easy to tell what was going on during the whole game. Very easy to tell when Russell would miss a wide open receiver. Uh, <laughs> it was very, very easy. So, you know, yeah. Uh, Seahawks won 21 to 7, but what's funny is that score is not at all reflective on how that game actually was. Should have been 21 nothing. But you know what? <laughs> Wouldn't have been surprised if the Seahawks had won 3 to nothing because most of that game, that was the score. It was the lowest uh, week 14 Monday night football rating uh, since 2011. Since, yeah, which was also, I think, a Seattle game. <laughs> I uh, Proof people, want, people want their touchdowns. I man. tuned out um, at about, when was it? It was like it, it was in the early stages of the fourth quarter. I watched your entire game, but that's fine. That's Yeah, well, I watched... Up until that point, I was like, okay, Seattle. I, oh, it was actually it was when once Seattle scored on the um, the fumble recovery. Yes. No, oh, yeah, you knew right then that it was. Yeah, yeah when Seattle scored on the over. fumble recovery, uh, blah, 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 fumble recovery, I was like, okay, well, that's that's that. Still fun to watch. You got to watch the whole thing. That's like me, you know. Nah, nah, bro. No, <laughs> I got enough. I saw enough. <laughs> I did, uh, saw some similarities between uh some uh, certain quarterbacks saw some similarities between uh, offenses uh but yeah yeah well let's uh let's jump right in i'll start off the way we always do with a little awesome and bummer awesome um this is a really easy week awesome was the defense uh seahawks defense uh don't know why they came out maybe it was the primetime game i don't know what it was but they came out with a little extra fire, uh, maybe not wanting to be outplayed by this, you know, quote unquote, amazing Minnesota defense or that has, was supposed to be amazing. But Bobby Wagner had a hell of a game. Frank Clark had a hell of a game. And it felt like those guys, the intensity level that they brought was nuts. And uh, they made Kirk Cousins look stupid. Well, Coral, his stupider. Play, stupider. Stupider. Because his play caller there, who no longer has a job, um, which is funny because that's most of us Seahawks fans. We kind of wanted DeFilippo as our offensive coordinator. 
he may still be a good fit for i mean he still may be a successful oc but i think obviously and they were talking about during the game um the tension that zimmer has with all of his coordinators and and coaching staff oh you could see it so yeah you could totally you had it was weird because d Filippo was like he wasn't even standing right on the sidelines he was like back and you could just like there was no communication happening even in uh I think it was Minnesota. It might have been Minnesota's last drive. Uh, Kirk Cousins came over and talked to him, and and like was telling him like, "Can we? Need, this is what we need to do." And you could he just he's like pointing to the clock, like, uh, "Well, we don't have enough time." <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being like, "Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do it." I mean, even if you know that you have no shot, like, do it. But some of the third down calls, I'm like. They were just terrible, and Kirk Cousins didn't help himself at all. He he played awful. He's and, not a good quarterback. Sorry, and Minnesota. For giving him eighty four million dollars guaranteed, he uh, wasn't good in Washington, and he wasn't. He's not good in Minnesota. Not worth that money. I don't understand. I've never understood why they gave him that. And now you're stuck with him. <laughs> Nothing you can do. So, anyways, yeah, the defense was fantastic. Uh, Trey Flowers led the way with eight tackles, eight total tackles. Uh, Clark had another sack. For the love of God, pay him now. Just back up a dump truck at his house full of money and just dump it on his driveway. Just give it to him because that dude's yep. legit. That's a special player. And uh, lock him up. And his comments after the game, he kind of stepped up as an as a leader. I mean, Bobby Wagner is a leader in that locker room I'd on say, the defensive the, side. Huh? I'd say the, not uh. He's the leader the leader yeah but well but did you see frank clark's post game pre- his his comments he kind of stepped up a little bit into more of a leadership role on that defense even by saying flat out like the richard sherman declaring the richard sherman era is dead this is my team now literally said my team which i've loved because uh you're seeing you're starting to see the personalities in these guys start to come out uh underneath they're they're out from underneath the shadows of all those big name guys and it was awesome so defense you guys played lights out uh there wasn't much i could do even on the even in the last drive for minnesota to score their seven points it's garbage time nobody wants to get hurt you know you're gonna win that game who cares it would have been nice for the shutout but on the touchdown for crying out loud you guys all thought he was behind the line of scrimmage or in front of the line of scrimmage anyway and so you gave up on the play and it was an easy throw so that's the dumbest rule. Even if one inch <laughs> of your body is still behind the line, most of his body was ahead of the line. Uh, you want to guess what my bummer my bummer is? Uh, does he wear number three? <laughs> you would think that I absolutely, after that game, would pick Russell Wilson as the uh, the bummer. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh <laughs> Not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Um, <laughs> shout out to George there. Um, yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not going not gonna, to, uh, as much as Russell sucked, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I, I am going to throw the entire offense, though, under the bus, and they, they are my bummer. They're my bummer. Uh, what a garbage offensive performance <laughs> as a whole. Um, I don't blame you actually one bit. The fact that you stayed with the game to that point that you turned it off 
It's pretty amazing. I was almost, almost going to turn it off when when Russell threw the pick. I mean, oh, but then God. I was like, you know what? It's there's four seconds left. Well, you know, whatever. But still, it's like that. He's the lucky thought, the guy fell down. The thought process <laughs> and what I was like, what the hell was, was that? It was one of the worst throws and decisions I've ever seen Russell make. I mean, I get that he fell down, and that kind of screws up the play, but throw it out of the back of the end zone. Yep. The second you fall down and there's nobody, just throw it out the back of the end zone. Don't run around like a crazy person, and then just, I'm going to just chuck it over there. <laughs> you pick pick a pay- fan in the stands yeah. and throw them the ball. And you weren't even paying attention to what was over there, and like I said, you're lucky that he fell down because he had touchdown. Oh, yeah. it was He was gone. There was nobody there. The offensive lineman that turned around, they had no chance in catching him, and the dude fell down. Fant made it, may, might have caught him. Hell, Fant, <laughs> Fant finally got his catch, man. No, and then he fell down. And then he fell down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Turf monster got him. <laughs> Poor guy. He finally got his shining moment, and the turf monster came right up and grabbed him and threw him to the it's ground. good to see the big guy get a play, though. He knew he was going to get one eventually. It was so funny is when you watch that play back. Russell throws him the ball and he catches it. And the offensive linemen are all running towards him as he's before he even falls. And they're so excited. Hands are up in the air. <laughs> and they're so happy that he got a catch and he's running. And then that freaking turf, boof, <laughs> down he goes. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the last time they throw to him, but that's actually been a fun part of the offense is by by using him as a sixth off- offensive lineman. And then, actually, and then when they do throw him out there, uh, it, it's cr- definitely creating some confusion uh, for these defenses going against them. Yeah. And it's been fun. It's been a unique, as I sit here and tell, you know, say all the time that Schottenheimer doesn't have any, you know, creative bone in his body or isn't innovative on offense. I, I do give him credit for that. Whatever that is, it's working. So, but offensive wise, I mean, I can't say the entire offense was a bummer because for crying out loud, uh, they rushed for 214 yards against a team that only gave up 99 yards a game in rushing. They ran all over them. Uh, Carson, of course, Seattle led the way. The number one team. It's nuts, uh, and you got to give credit to the offensive line. They, you know, did great. But the offensive scheme, what they did, and then how they executed, and then Russell's play. Uh, that should not have been. I get that Minnesota has a good defense, but their defense has been disappointing this season. So that game should not have been three to nothing going into the fourth quarter because that was ridiculous. And uh, I, 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 Russell being ten for twenty for uh, seventy-two yards, a pick. One of his, I think it's his worst uh, quarterback rating in his career by like a point. Um, that's not good. That wasn't. Uh, wasn't uh you're 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 getting excited because you're like cool we win this game and now i mean you've got two what you would think are easy games ahead of you plus one that could end up being easy because it could be meaningless for the team you're playing um but still i mean for crying out loud uh it just wasn't one of those games where where russell looks good and yes i've been one of those guys that wants to trash him because i just think he's a little overrated but I'm not going to do that because I think that this will be one of those, you know, <clears throat> weird games. We'll just be able to ride it off. If he, the rest of the season, the next three games, if he <laughs> performs like that some more, then we got a problem. Right. But, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
I think he's going to go down to San Francisco and do just fine. And I wouldn't worry too much about it, but, uh, that was ugly. So, um, other than that, there's not much to say about the game because like I said, it was three, nothing <laughs> going in the fourth quarter. Uh, defense played lights out the, and, and thank God cousins played like crap that, uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown that sealed it up and it was awesome. And, uh, and apparently Andrew turned it off. <laughs> yep. Don't blame you. That it's was okay. it. It's it. yeah, oh, well, Seattle's got that one. Don't blame you one bit. What's cool though, is that as much sports talk radio as I listen to every single day, uh, Tuesday morning, um, two things are being talked about. Actually three things. Cause it was weird. Cause they were just because they're America's team. There was still a lot of cowboy talk happening because they've won five in a row. Uh, and they look like, you know, well, they're a playoff team almost. So that was being talked about still Tuesday, but it was Minnesota and Seattle talking about how much of a waste Kirk cousins has been. And then talking about how no team wants to meet Seattle in the playoffs. Yep. So that was kind of cool to hear in a, in a year where you, we were as a Seahawks fan, I was, you know, just going to be happy to get to eight and eight. Uh, and as much crap as I gave Pete Carroll for, um, his system and how his coaching methods, his culture was broken. I, I, I want to say, put this out there in the public and apologize and say, I'm sorry, Pete. <laughs> um, winning, uh, cures everything. It Just does, but that. I think, well, it does, but I still think he has shown that whatever his, I mean, his raw, raw, you know, his, he, it's a different culture that he, he creates. Um, look at what happens when you get rid of the cancers in the locker room. All of a sudden now he can go back to that and people are buying in where I thought that this was going to be a failure. There was no way this was going to work. And you know, if it wasn't going to work after 2019, he'd be out of here. And here we are at eight and five looking at playoffs when I thought there was no chance in hell. So I'll take it. Tell you what, I have no problem playing Seattle in the playoffs. Me either. I have zero problem playing Dallas <laughs> in the playoffs. Even yeah. if it's in, well, it will be in Dallas. I don't care. Uh, so funny. Somebody asked, <laughs> uh, people don't pay close attention to how the seating works in football. It's really simple. It is very simple. <clears throat> it's very simple. If you win the division, you get a home game. You get a home game. It's, it doesn't get Period. much, doesn't get much simpler than that. That is why in 2010, the seven and nine Seattle Seahawks who won the NFC West got to host the New Orleans saints who were like, what, like 10 and six, 10 I and think. six. Yeah. That's why that happened. <laughs> so but somebody asked on i think they asked aaron levine from q13 um is there any way that uh that uh it was higher seed or seattle gets to host the game or or seattle jumps dallas or whatever and or and, but the end of the question was any way that this gets to be that gets to be played in seattle and he goes yeah if the stadium roof collapses down there in dallas i guess they might move it to <laughs> seattle but that's about the only chance it's not happening. Now, if Seattle was to uh, play, say, let's see. So you have it'll end up being so Chicago, right, so right now you have Dallas, yeah. So right now you have L.A. and New Orleans up top, and I don't think those two. Are, I mean, they may swap positions, but I think those are going to be your your number one and number two. Oh yeah, three right now. You have Chicago. Four, you have Dallas. 
Um, and then obviously right now you still, even with the loss, you have Seattle and Minnesota in the wild card spots. Um, it's just nuts. Seattle could, could host if they were to go to, to Chicago and win and say, um, by some fluke, Minnesota actually beat whoever they were playing. Right. I mean, there, there's a small chance it could happen, but really, and honestly, if you're a Seahawks fan and you think you have any chance of seeing a playoff game in Seattle this year, sorry, <laughs> it's not happening. Doesn't mean it won't, but I mean, it's super, super slim. Just be happy we're in the playoffs and uh, going to Dallas because that's found fantastic. <laughs> I have a feeling that that's like a. I would rather go there. Than that's go like to- a seventy-one percent probability that's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty much pretty locked up. I would much rather go to Dallas, if I'm being honest, than go to well, Chicago. I hope you're being honest. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. But you never know. Uh, I would. I don't want to go. I. I don't want to play Chicago again. I think that if you want to talk about a team that, um, I don't feel comfortable playing, even though even knowing that the Dallas game, it would not even be close to the same that we had earlier in the season nope not even completely different but so if you don't have a problem with chicago though i would be more worried about playing dallas because chicago dallas's offense is more potent than chicago's is see i disagree and i and i obviously in my opinion i think dallas's defense is better than chicago's that i will agree with now chicago does have a game record of of a, a single player but i'll take the entire dallas defense I'll agree with that as a whole as a whole unit. Dallas's defense is better. Chicago's offense, though, I think because of the inconsistencies with your quarterback, I would I would still take Chicago's offense over yours. But even the Amari uh, Cooper can't catch it on every single but he, play. Well, say, but even with, I mean, with Dak, not that's what I do. Being as consistent, though, he can still turn around and hand the ball to Zeke Elliott. Very very true. So there is that. As we get closer and closer to this, it's, that's going to be fun if that actually oh, comes to fruition. It's like a dream come true for us, really. We're going to watch it together, aren't we? <laughs> like We'll see. Like be in one house, but like have to be in separate rooms. <laughs> Anyways, I've talked enough about the Seahawks. Tell me about the Dallas game, even though I watched the whole thing and I thought it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome uh, in the fourth quarter in overtime. Okay, yeah, so the whole game wasn't awesome. There you go. But, yeah. <clears throat> so definitely a big game. Um, you know, if Philly were to come down to Dallas and actually win, then Dallas and Philly would have the same record, and Philly would actually own – they would have first place because they would have a better division record. All Dallas needed to do was obviously win, and you basically have the division locked up. Now, Dallas can lock it up this weekend with a um, – if a Philly uh, – if there's a Philly and Washington loss – Regardless of what happens with Dallas, they um, they clinch. Um, if Dallas uh, beats Indianapolis and, and uh, Philly loses, Dallas clinches. So um, there's possibilities this weekend that that all, that all could be wrapped up. But um, definitely a big game. Dallas pulls it off 29-23 in overtime. And it was... It wasn't similar to the game uh, earlier this year, you know, that was played in Philly. This was a this was a more definitely more of a defensive and um struggling offense game for both sides. Um I 
see three it was three nothing going into halftime for your game it was six nothing going into halftime in our game so hooray thrilling hooray for offense (laughs) (laughs) totally thrilling but um no let's uh no yeah no no it was it was it was three six nothing so it was definitely not a barn burner um but i guess we'll jump to the awesomes and bummers awesome awesomes okay squirrely dan <laughs> did you watch that uh, any of them i at have all? not had okay. any yeah well sidetrack anyways um for the awesomes <laughs> we're gonna go with one dak prescott because wow that that in that game right there that's basically that's been the kind of the story of his career right there he's had struggles you know he, he threw a couple interceptions he had a fumble but then you saw, and we'll talk a little bit more about it, but you, then you saw in the fourth quarter in overtime when it was nut-cutting time, he, could, he couldn't miss. And the numbers that he put up in, in the fourth quarter in overtime, and just he didn't look, he didn't look rattled at all. He didn't look – I mean, it was really, really fun to see just how all of a sudden it just turned around. He looked completely different than the first three quarters of the game. Yep. Um, which, obviously, that's what you want to see in your starting quarterback. You don't want him to, to struggle early and then completely just not be able to get back on track. I mean, he looked like, you mentioned it, a completely different player. And um, seeing how he finished that game, um, career high in uh, attempts, yards, um, he he he's the reason why Dallas won. I mean, obviously, well, obviously it was Amari Cooper, but someone had to be getting him the ball. And he, he leaned on his number one. And someone, yep, and that's exactly what Dallas wanted to do when they brought in Cooper was have a number one that Dak can lean on so that you can evaluate Dak, and now you're seeing it. Um, finished with uh, Dak finished, well, he th- so 42 completions on 54 attempts, uh, 455 yards with three TDs and two picks. Um, but if you take out, I, I saw I saw the number and I can't remember exactly what it was. But if you take if you just look at the fourth quarter and overtime, I want to say he was like it was something like seventeen for twenty one with two TDs or three or it was I mean yeah yeah totally different player. So awesome awesome to uh, Mr. Prescott. I was so surprised that is not at all what I thought you were going to do. What was your guess? So was well, your, not, was I didn't. I didn't really have a guess. Well, I was maybe Amari Cooper, but I didn't. I, I based on the first three quarters and how bad Dak played, uh, the fact that he gets the awesome that that's surprising. I get it, especially now that you've explained it. But uh, that you the first three quarters were brutal for him. <laughs> just wasn't good. It, it was. I mean, it was just a complete struggle. I mean, he he was holding on to the ball. Um, you know the the one the Russell, one Russell Wilson disease. The one interception was just a horror. I mean, it was a bad throw, and the guy made a good play on the ball, but still, it was just a. I mean, he shouldn't have thrown that one. Um, obviously, the fumble that's been an issue with him yeah, what throughout is with his ball security, man. <laughs> um, that's that's been an issue, and you know that could that could be one of those things. That's the downfall for that uh, for that offense. But um, it was weird watching this game. With the amount of penalties that Dallas had, with the amount of turnovers they had, and they still won. And I think 
<laughs> I think there's a stat out there. If you're penalized as much as you were penalized for over a hundred yards, lost the turnover battle. You're like, uh, at the time it was like, Oh, and 71. <laughs> and now it's like one and 72. And that one win is Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> but anyways, Ready for your bummer? Onto the bummer. That's a bummer, man. Bummer. The refs. God. Well, you and me both. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the hell is going on with officiating this year, but it's awful. It is so bad. Pure garbage. It is so bad. And I mean, we talked about it last week, and we even made a joke about it. But you know, last week uh, against New Orleans, you had, um, you know, them call Randy Gregory lined up offsides. You know how many times I saw Michael Bennett complete? I mean, his helmet is over the ball. Bennett lines up on the other side of, on the actual offensive side of the ball. And it was, like was he lines up with the O line. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it, it was like, what, what? I mean, also that, doesn't wear shoulder, that, like his jersey. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a weird, uh, it, well, it's so, it's so that his stuff can't get grabbed. But, anyways, it's weird. He's lined up offsides every damn play. You have, um, you know, the, the horrible uh, rough in the passer call when Gregory's laying on the ground and he's just grabbing uh, Wentz by the leg and bringing him down. Yeah, which he, you're allowed to do. He, he wasn't forcibly putting a shoulder into his knees or anything. He was li- just grabbing him by the leg and bringing him down. I mean, I just, yeah, the, the penalties are awesome, but that's not my real bummer. My real bummer is Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, don't fumble the ball on the very, well, that's another bad call. That was Philly's ball. Yeah, the opening that's Philly's ball. But if you want to be a Philly fan and cry about it, you know what? You had five more quarters to win the game. Yeah. So don't blame don't blame your loss on that very first play. Sorry, and Gruger Hill, you go f yourself. Um, <laughs> God, I can't stand. I I had never heard his name before he opened his mouth and said that you know we're gonna go choke them out and they always choke and blah blah blah. But anyways, every year I'm gonna look forward to these Philly games <laughs> so much. Because they're definitely my favorite for your um, <laughs> your analysis. But I can't. I, yeah. But anyways, Jordan Lewis, don't fumble the ball. At, just don't fumble the ball on kickoff. I mean, I mean that could have swung the game. I mean, that could have put up put Dallas right in the you know right in a bad spot right off, right off the bat. But if that ball had been you know given to Philly, I it would have been really interesting to see what Dallas would have done defensively. If maybe they would have held them to just three points, or if they would have just you know. Even if it was where they, well, no, that fumble was right there in the in the red zone. So yeah, probably would have been a field goal. But don't fumble the ball, and we'll see what happens with Tavon Austin. He, you know, he's been out for about seven, eight weeks with the groin injury. But Dallas needs there needs to be something in that return game because that return game can really help you in the playoffs. Kickoff returns or power returns. Kickoff returns. Okay. Well, both. Any, I mean, returns. Period. A return. You I know. feel like punt, re- like kickoff returns are are, at least at my team, like kickoff returns are okay. It's punt returns that just seem to be, uh, an absolute struggle, and it pisses me off. That's a. I mean, that's a. Uh, who, if you have got a dangerous returner, I mean, that's a, obviously a weapon. Yep. Uh. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my bummer. But for real though, NFL officiating. Be better. Yes, please. the the it, it, uh, well, there, well, every game I watched. You, well, you so you watched that game, and it was weird because the the refs were mostly out of it 
And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter and over or it was fourth quarter, it was like every there was like a stretch of like three straight plays where the flag, flag. And that's when you want them most to be he was out giving of them it. the business. Yeah. That's when you want them most to be out of it. Like let it let them play. You want to be if you want to be throwing your flags around in the first quarter, being like, hey, by the way, we don't want like that, or you know, we're gonna call that holding, uh, fine. But fourth quarter, let them play the damn game. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was that was frustrating. I heard somebody say who said it today. I can't remember who said it, but they were they were laughing. It was a defensive lineman in an interview, and they were they were saying that the safest place on a football field is inside the pocket <laughs> because it, all the rules are so like favoring the quarterback and the offense that I feel bad for defenses. And then when you get the you get a officiating crew out there that's just like their mission is like no we're gonna we're gonna be flag happy today and call every little thing it's just there's nothing nowadays in the last three years that'll make me turn off a game faster than flags flying on every play I'll just get I'll just turn it off I'll go watch something else or well the the thing that gets so frustrating is just the inconsistency because yep. every game since that game um, at Washington I believe it was the Washington game when um, they yeah I think it was the Washington game where they flagged LP Latticer for moving the ball yeah I've seen every every time that there's a uh, field goal attempt, you know, just turn on red zone. And when they're showing a field goal, I'll watch the the snapper, the long snapper, doing the same thing. Yep. Everybody, everybody moves that damn ball. Well, and if you're it, you, on the also on the inconsistency side, like uh, face masks, for example. Yep. If you're gonna call them, call them, but don't call one that is like the in the Seahawks game, the grabbing the helmet opening or whatever, and it's because he grabbed underneath in the back and he grabbed right there that helmet opening they invented that rule right then and there that's never been fucking called before (laughs) ever i've never heard that call but then blatant face mask where you know there is a ref that's right there and the guy's head is getting pulled yeah no flag and it's like okay no 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 (laughs) there are certain rules that you need to be calling face masks face masks that's dangerous Throw the flags. I'm 100% okay with that. But do it consistently. And I don't care if it's on my own team. Just do it consistently. Do it. Do it. Back to your game. Uh, <laughs> Sidetracked. That's okay. Damn. Did you notice? I probably did. And I'll, and I'll bring it up. And I, <laughs> it was funny because I had actually I mentioned it to Chelsea. And then about 15 seconds after I mentioned it, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman mentioned it. But Buck and Aikman. <laughs> Tyron Smith and wearing the knee brace on his arm. Because they don't make one. They don't make one. They don't make one the right. They don't make one big enough to fit. They don't make an elbow brace big enough, so he's got to wear a knee Knee brace. brace And it looks small on him. (laughs) It was fantastic because I saw that story pop up prior to the game. And uh, and then on on Dan Levitard's show Monday, one of the guys, they always do funniest thing from the sports weekend, and one of the guys brought that right up. He goes... It looked small, and it was a freaking knee brace <laughs> on his elbow. <laughs> um, but no, overall, watching that game, it was it was a, a tense, stressful game. But um, seeing seeing the offense, you know, 
come to life in the fourth quarter and overtime was was awesome. And the everything we've been seeing since Amari Cooper was brought to Dallas has been nothing but positive. And you're seeing that that rapport and that trust that that Dak has with Cooper and that obviously with Cooper has with him because you know the story came out afterwards that that last um, that 75 yard um, touchdown pass. Um, you know, Dak made the play call that, that Linehan told him and Cooper's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't, they've, they've been sitting on that route the entire game. That's a dumb call. I don't want to do that. And, and, um, I guess Dak had said, you know, just, just run it. Well, then when they lined up, you'll see Dak gives them the go route hand signal and there's your 75 yard TD right there. So, um, Definitely isn't a, a good look for uh, Mr. <laughs> Linehan because I don't I, nope. st- I still don't understand his play calls, and when Dallas does have success o- uh, offensively, it's one hundred percent just the players. Maybe not. I mean, I don't think the play calls are great, and they still aren't great. You know what's going to happen: first down, second down, third down. It's always the same. It never changes. But the su- the success comes from because obviously you've got Ezekiel Elliott, yep, or you have an Amari Cooper. Or you have, um, you know, just some luck of the draw play. Uh, I will say, as a as a one positive, it was really really good to see the tight ends get involved in this game because they have not been involved at all throughout the season, really. And for some, I didn't even know for, you had tight ends for some reason. For, we got a lot, and actually, <laughs> I, had, I think I, I think no every idea. single one of them who were who was active or who were active had a catch. Huh. I believe. Um, but anyways, you had um, uh, Dalton Schultz and um, Blake Jarwin get involved. Rico Gathers had one little shovel pass to him that was more of like a Dak needed an escape, and he was right there. But anyways, it was really good to see the tight ends get involved, and that can add that that other element that can really, I mean, keep an offense rolling. Um, so definitely a good a good positive there, but. Um, again, I don't know what it is with, with Linehan. I don't, I don't, especially when it comes to like calling plays, um, for the wide receivers. Cause he doesn't he doesn't stand on the sideline. He's up in the booth. So oh, is he? yes, he's oh, up, he's that. up in the booth. So if you can't see that, you know, Philadelphia's defense is consistently doing this to this route. Why aren't you changing it? I mean, well, if you're if you're if your own receivers are getting frustrated with that those play calls coming in because they know yeah. that if they're seeing they're, it, well, they're the ones that yeah, are they're that ru- are in yeah. the game and that are actually yeah. you know then there's a problem. There is an issue, and that's an issue that um, one uh, Des Bryant brought up, and he was you know pretty much vilified for that. Like, oh no, no, oh yeah, there's the bad Randy Gregory. Yeah, there's a PF right there. Like, no, so stupid. F you, Carson Wentz, you baby. You got losers limp. He's not playing this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, and he's never beaten Ezekiel Elliott. So there's that. Um, but I love, I love uh, but, how much but, you hate. But them. you, but you have, but you have Dez saying the same thing last year. Yep. Play calling is an issue, and now you have Amari Cooper, who's only been here for five, six weeks, and he's already having problems. I mean, he's not. He's not a, a diva type receiver whatsoever. 
Um, but still, if you, if you, if this is your job and, and you do your job well, you're going to understand like this isn't, this is not working and being matter of fact about it. But yeah, I don't under, I, Linehan, I just don't understand. And John DeFilippo is a one that's come up. I mean, even, even before, um, because I think there was talk that he was going to be, you know, heavily recruited after the Philadelphia uh, Super Bowl. He was a name that was brought up in Dallas as well. Yep. So I mean, we'll 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 see what happens. On the flip side of that uh, defense, defense again another week. Um, a lot of people thought that they wouldn't be able to keep that same intensity they came they came with against New Orleans, and and they they did for the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, obviously, kind of gave up gave up a few plays and got a little tired but still that defense is playing at a very high level and it's still so much fun to watch and you still have you know more help coming Sean Lee he's still on the men possibly could be coming back this week I mean we'll see he started practice today um David Irving don't know what's going to happen with him as far as when he's going to come back but um you know if everything that's if everything's going the way it's going to go, Dallas is going to be in the playoffs. So obviously you have more, you know, more um, defensive players coming in to help during the playoffs. I mean, that's only going to make that defense a little bit tougher. Keep, keep, uh, keep the defensive lineman a little bit more fresh when you have more bodies in there. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Maher. Maher. 62 yarder. Yeah. How come he can't? Dallas Cowboys how- record. How come he he that one was like a just a he drilled it then he missed but he missed one before that was like he I think the other one was a like a forty seven yarder or forty five like yarder than that. something like that um still I mean he's still having a better better year oh, yeah. than the majority of kickers around and, and, and that's the thing if you look like he gets scrutinized so much every miss he has well and that's and that's strictly because a he plays in dallas yep and b he was replacing dan bailey who prior to last year was you know arguably the number one kicker in the league obviously we've seen what's happened with bailey now and it makes me really sad because yeah it, it, yeah but, but if you look at maher's numbers they're not that bad no not that bad at all and so, you know, that miss was like, okay, I, and I feel, feel, I mean, obviously they, they've, the, the Dallas offense should not come down to field goals. That's the one thing that has been consistent the past few weeks and it's driving me crazy. And that's really going to, you're not going to go far if all you're doing is putting together these long drives and ending with a field goal. It's, you're it. just not, it's not going to happen. Hate it. Um, but with the way that defense has been playing, you know, missing that field goal. I don't I don't think Philly did anything after that. I think they actually went three and out right after that. Yeah. So it ended up not being that big of a deal. But still, um, we shouldn't have to come down two field goals. But definitely good on Maher. Maher. Uh, <laughs> 60, I mean, 62-yarder, and it That's had a, room. Oh, it had, yeah, plenty. So let's see. Zeke Elliott, obviously, he's a monster. Another forty touches, hundred and thirteen yards receiving. Another uh, another seventy nine, or one hundred thirteen rushing, seventy nine receiving. It's what I wish that uh, the Seahawks would do more with their running backs. Is they all? I mean, yeah, they're they're number one in the league in rushing. That's great, and that's fun. But they don't 
seem to ever use like Zeke gets used as a receiver. Like they throw in the ball. But this is after two years of them clamoring, please use him as a receiver. Yeah. Because his first year he didn't really get, I mean, sparingly with the screen pass. Um, last year, obviously, being with the suspension, he was out, but it seemed to be like they were going to do that a little bit more. And then this year, obviously, he's completely blowing away um, his receiving totals from from the from the years prior. And um, I just wish I would see more of that in Seattle. Penny in college was actually really good at catching the damn ball. I mean, he was a good runner, obviously, but he actually, when you look at what he did had good hands and yet all three of their guys that they're using right now, Carson Penny and Mike Davis, they don't ever run any plays that are literally designed to throw to them. And I feel like they're missing an entire, <laughs> like, it's just weird. I just, and I didn't even think about it until just now when you were like, Oh, he had all these receiving yards. And I'm like, I come to think of it. <laughs> they don't ever throw <laughs> to our running backs. Weird. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's, it's definitely, I mean, that's an added element that is, that's hard. I mean, when you have all of these weapons coming at you, that's hard to stop. Even if it's just a quick little, you know, play action and just check it to him like just a yard and then let him go. Get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then obviously to cap it all off, you had Mari Cooper with the other 10 catches. Who um, and by the way, for everybody who thought that bringing him in for a first round pick was a bad idea, and that he dumb. wasn't great, and that he's not good, and that he oh God, suffers Jerry. from then he suffers from all kinds of drops. Um, he's had he has zero drops, and y'all are dumb. <laughs> zero drops, and he's, he's been worth every penny. I think he's <laughs> caught forty some. Isn't he your leading? Isn't balls? he your leading receiver? Oh yeah, by far. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, by far. And he's been there for five. And weeks. he and he he just about. Uh, no, he did. He blew away in this game alone. So ten catches, uh, two hundred seventeen yards, three TDs. This one game alone um, was better than his first, uh, however long, six weeks that he was with Oakland this year. <laughs> so good on Cooper. It's definitely fun to watch him. Um, he's ridiculous. It's yeah. It's and. Going into next year, it's going to be exciting to see what happens because now all of a sudden, and much like you know the rest of the team, especially the defense, now all of a sudden your wide receiver core is now a bunch of young guys. Yep. I mean, Cooper's 23, 24. You have Michael Gallup. He's 21, I believe. Poor Gallup. I feel so bad for that guy. This will, so, yeah, two weeks in a row, he's open. <laughs> And the ball just just slightly, just, just slightly. But I, I will, on one of the one of the balls that were um, was thrown later later in the game, he looked like he kind of stopped and pulled up a little bit. And I, I think if he, if he would have just kept running through it, that would have hit him right in stride. But it's not what it looks that, like that, on tape. That, that <laughs> connection, that connection is going to happen. Yeah, I just feel bad because it's always him. <laughs> but you've got you know Cooper and 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 Gallup and Cedric Wilson, who's who's not playing this year, but uh, he looked. Very promising. He's the wide receiver out of Boise State. Um, yet another Boise State person on the Cowboys team. Weird. Um, and, you know, Noah Brown. So definitely, I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch. But, yeah, so far, and there's actually, you know, been conversations coming up about um, is this the best in-season trade 
that there has been, whether it be period or just for specifically for a receiver, has a traded player had this big of an impact uh, offensively that Cooper's had? Because uh, <laughs> it's been pretty massive. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that it's uh, for anybody who thought it wasn't a good trade. You're like, again, you're dumb <laughs> because it's, I mean, if you think about it now, like you said, he's so young. Who cares that it was a first round pick? 23. I mean, you're going to pick a receiver then at first round. We talked about this before, but you're going to pick a receiver that you then have to start raw and actually bring up to speed where this guy, look at what he's done in his first five or whatever, however many game it's been. He stepped right in and just, yep, and it's been unbelievable to watch. Yep, and I hate it. Oh, yeah, and then you have you know Brandon Marshall who, yeah, uh, he was released by the Saints, so he didn't a, make it in Seattle and didn't make a, it in New Orleans. He's had a rough season. Told you. I know um, you were right. You were right. But uh, yeah. What about anywho? Uh, what about your? Uh, oh, I think it needs to be pointed out because we talked about it before we actually hit record. Uh, that overtime drive oh, and, yeah. how, and how impressive that was. So Not they, only because you win, but just like the, the nuts and bolts of it. No, so, I mean, right there, that overtime drive was as perfect as you could have had it. It was, at, it was eight, 13 plays, eight-minute uh, eight drive. Even if Dallas were to kick a field goal there at the end, I mean, you would have left Philly with just about no time. And, and with the way that... that um, you know, they had their struggles, but the way the defense had been playing, I mean, I who knows? If Philly may not even have had a chance to get down and kick their own field goal. Right. Um, but no, just a just a very methodical just it was the best play calling of the game right there in that drive. And then to get down to that area and go for it. Um Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might as well. Um you know that that definitely showed, it definitely showed something from the uh, from the clapper down there. It's amazing <laughs> the clapper. <laughs> it's amazing how that strategy has changed with these new overtime rules because it only being ten minutes. Uh, now all of a sudden you can take a little bit more time and and run that clock down. And if you have a drive like that, you're really putting the pressure on the other team to do something. And well, then, and before when it was 15 minutes, you couldn't necessarily do that because you still had an eight minute drive. You still have the team with seven minutes well, then, to do something of their own. Well, then, and you know, being in there in overtime, that I mean, that long final drive had to have just been completely just for Philly's defense, completely just demoralized. I mean, oh, they, just, yeah. Dallas had 93 offensive plays. So, uh, they were a little worn pretty out. Pretty sure the uh, Philadelphia defense was a little tired. A little tired. Wanted a nappy poo. <laughs> uh, it was awesome for you. Oh, definitely. But it was good to good to get the win. Dallas moves up to eight and five, and now it is off to um, the land of the Colts and Captain Andrew Luck. Ah, yes, the captain. Sorry. Sorry, Captain. I think the uh, the boys from Texas is going to wrangle those Colts. I haven't no, I haven't looked to see what his uh, tweets have been about for the uh, the boys from Texas. I'm sure he has said something, 
Mama probably sent him something. Probably got a package of some sort. He's sitting pretty predictable. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, here we go. Was I right? Okay. Dearest mother, word of our victory in Houston spread quickly, and now a posse of cowboys is on our heels. <laughs> we must march double time to home camp in order to prepare for a likely shootout. Victory has renewed our unit. Inform the hens my resolve has never been stronger. Andrew. <laughs> uh, oh, ah, here's another. Dearest mother, I have received your care package of pickled fox thumbs and fresh squirrel oil. <laughs> the posse of cowboys inches closer by the day. Scouts have yet to see them but can smell their barbecue and hear their whooping. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to drill and prepare. Focused. Andrew. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's definitely one of the weird the weird things I've seen, but some of the bloggers for the Colts and some of the stuff that's been coming out in preparation of this game is I okay. Are they a little delusional? Well, uh, a little bit. Man, I cannot wait for the Colts to expose this team. The key here will be to stuff Ezekiel Elliott and the run game. <laughs> Everyone tries and rarely are able to do it. Um, that's great and all, but you still have to score points against their defense there, Andy. Uh, the interceptions will be raining from the sky. What? <laughs> I would be shocked if Dallas puts up more than 14 points. Anyways, I just some of the blog stuff I'm seeing is just very... Wow. I, I don't know. Very weird. But uh, I have all the confidence in the world that Dallas can be able to go and take care of business against uh, the Andrew Luck Colts. Last time they played... Uh, well, granted, the Colts had playoff seating already, but still, last time they played, Dallas uh, beat them forty to seven or forty-four to seven, something like that. Um, but yeah, I think Dallas uh, Dallas's defense will um, shut down Captain Andrew Luck. I think he's going to struggle, and Mister Captain Andrew Luck tends to throw quite a bit of interceptions. Maybe that's what they meant. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Maybe they were uh, confused. Is that your game preview? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see uh, the captain. Like I said, there's no. I didn't see anything in the NFL news to go over that I really that was like, oh my god, we got to talk about that. We talked about officiating. That's crap, and that's about it. So I know Andrew Luck is always he's always a yardage queen. I know that. Oh, King, sorry. <laughs> he's always throwing for all kinds hey, of yardage. So you got you got to give Andrew Luck credit. No, be, I I do. I mean, coming he, back from the yeah. from the injuries, got you know he's thrown for thirty four TDs, um, definitely, and he's never had or he hasn't really had weapons weapons at all. I mean, you had Frank Gore for a while. Um, as far as a running game, you really haven't had a running game. Um, let's see. Uh, and, and it's weird. He's already been in the league for seven years, six yeah. years, something like that. Same as Russell. Uh, same draft. Uh, well, that's right. It was the same draft. Yeah. And look at what Russell's achieved versus what Andrew Luck's achieved. Just saying. Even though Russell's overrated. Okay, so Andrew Luck's got 13 picks, and 
Uh, You're digging deep into some stats there. I am because I want to shut this blogger up. Wants to prove a point, people. Who's talking about all these interceptions in business? Where the hell? Hold, please. Hold, please. While you're looking, uh, I'll go over playoff picture real quick. Oh, there we go. Oh, you found uh, Andrew Luck uh, thrown 13 interceptions, and Dak Prescott has thrown seven, with two being from Sunday. Granted, Andrew Luck has thrown for 34 TDs, um, and Dak has thrown for 17. But I rest my case. <laughs> Uh, all right, so real quick, uh, Dallas, like you said, um, they can clinch the division as early as this week by just winning. They win in Indianapolis, done. Whether that happens or not, uh, they're projected at 99.3% chance of winning their division right now. That's pretty cool. And like they point out here on, on Espen, that's pretty incredible for a team that fell to 3-5 and five in the first week of November. Everybody was writing them off. I mean, everybody. I I mean, I wasn't thrilled about where they were, and it kind of sucked that, you know, you were doing that win one, lose one, win one, lose one, lose one kind of thing. Couldn't really get things going, and the offense looked terrible. I mean, looked awful. Um, granted, the defense was playing well. They weren't playing as great as, they, as they've been playing as of late, but after that Tennessee game, you know, it was like, okay. I mean, that's when you had Troy Aikman out there saying that everything needs to be blown up. Everything needs, everyone oh, yeah. needs to go clean house, you know, this and that. And then now, I mean, you get on a roll. And as they say, winning cures all. On the, <laughs> it really does. Uh, makes it so much better. <laughs> uh, on the Seahawks side of things, they pretty much have a, they have a 99% chance of making the playoffs right now. Same same thing. They lock a spot up by winning. That's all they got to do. And I'm Just pretty win. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to win. Um. Well, if you're done previewing, is that anything else you want to say about your your Indianapolis game? No, or? not a whole lot. Just uh, you know, punch Andrew Luck in the mouth. In the mouth. In the mouth. Um. I think that. Um. I think this game might be. I'm not going to say this one's going to be an offensive explosion. I think, no, I'm, you, we're not going to go down you, that road. Didn't you just say Well, that? it kind of was in the fourth quarter in overtime, just all of a sudden. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think this may be a game where you may, you may see, you may see a little bit more of shared time as far as carries go for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, 40 touches this last game. He's, he's, he's been banged up. Um, you know, just the quote-unquote normal football stuff, as they say. But that that helmet, when he lowered his helmet, and well, that was another call right there too. That's rarely been called against the offense. That's the player. first time I've seen it um, this year. They made a big thing about it in the off season, like this is going to be a thing. Yeah, never saw it. And then all of a sudden, you see it there, and I, I so what? So on that play, he uh, got a little bit of a stinger, but um, he sat out practice today. Today's Wednesday. Um, I think that you might you might see a little bit more of shared carries with Rod Smith in this game. I think they're going to try to keep get Zeke just a little bit healthy and maybe not give him, you know, 30 40 touches this this coming game. But um I do think that uh Dallas defensively is going to be able to do exactly what they need to do to to shut down Andrew Luck. 
And um, I think Dallas wins this game and uh, clinches that division. Woohoo. Uh, Seattle is going to San Fran to uh, take on Sherman and his uh, team in their own in the in, in the Gene Stadium. In that Gene Stadium. Levi Stadium. Did you see where the uh, city of Oakland is suing? Suing. Yeah. Yeah. So Oakland may not have a place to play next year. I'd be, <laughs> and I'd they be talked suing, about they I'd talked be about suing Levi. Oakland as well. I would too. I don't blame them one bit. But oh, poor Raiders, they may not have a stadium to play in, and and may have to borrow <laughs> the Gene Stadium. Just go stay in Mexico. Just. <laughs> uh so yeah so they're gonna go down to san francisco uh don't what i don't want to see is yeah you got a team that's like that's you know are they three and ten something like that yeah they're bad but you're damn sure they want to play they want to play spoiler a little bit oh uh, yeah and and especially with richard sherman i mean they don't want one of their division rivals to clinch a playoff spot by beating them so what i don't want to see is seattle go down there and kind of you know play down to their competition just prepare for it like you're going up against a team with a winning record and punch them in the mouth well even, just like you said even if they don't have a the, um better division or a better record it's still a, a division, division division game and you're playing for a playoff spot like it's it's important i just don't like the the playing down to like oh well you know it's mullins and and Mullins torched you for like 400 yards in Seattle. Yep. And um, the secondary, it, the thing is, is and if Kittle it, had a pretty damn good game this last yeah, this weekend, really did. So if 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 uh, if the defense and the secondary included plays like they did against Minnesota, I'm not too worried because they even the even the secondary Trey Flowers looked so much better. Everybody looked. Yeah, get those. Everybody looked pretty damn good. So, uh, but don't, but it's it, it it's this is one of those games that could it's like a trap game where you go in expecting to win, and then something goes wrong. Could you be any louder? Sorry, Reese's peanut butter cups. These little mini white chocolate ones. Get those the wait <laughs> for me. Uh, I got a cookie right here to call my name. Uh, so yeah, it will not be a cakewalk, but. Uh, Man, go down there in the game plan and uh, same game plan you're doing. Establish that run, even if it's second and 20. <laughs> establish that run. That's always the most fun thing. Run to it right up the gut. Second and 20. Make sure you get that run. Second and 18. Let's uh, run a draw. Oh, my God. There's not. If you check my Twitter timeline, you know every single time they do that because I bitch. I hate it so much. Third and 16. Here comes the screen. Here <laughs> Seahawks don't run enough screens. The screen that that's another thing they don't do. The the teams are super successful running the screen against them, and you think that Schottenheimer would be on the sidelines watching, going, "That looks like kind of fun." Yeah, I should try that. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. We have a good offensive line, and and hell, Fant can run down the field now a little bit <laughs> for the turf monster against him. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. It's I I know because some of the other Seattle media guys are they're kind of puzzled by that too. Like, why don't we see more screen game like that? That works. Use it again. All they want to do is run up the middle, run, 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 run. Uh, although I was impressed, you saw they had some they had some design runs 
to the outside where Carson, I mean, it was get on the outside and his pure speed was able to just, you thought the guys mm-hmm. were going to get him and he yep. just got around, blew the, right, got around the corner, got around, got on the corner and went penny. Same thing. So, uh, definitely impressed with that. Just not impressed with second and 18 and let's run a draw. Blech. All right, quick. Uh, it's amazing that we took an hour and eight minutes to talk about all that. It's impressive. Quick, uh, oh, com- yeah. <laughs> quick common ground football podcast fantasy football update. If you were not uh, cool enough to get in the league this year, next year get in. It's been a ton of fun. We are down to the championship round. It is two weeks this week and next week. Uh, oh, look, a one seed and a two seed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Team Giles, Evan Giles, uh, 10 and 2. He has taken on your wife. Uh, Chelsea is going to be. They've team, had good games this team week. Team Dak in a, in a box at 9 and 3. That's for your championship. So uh, that's cool. And the consolation one. He changed it again. Now it's just needs an ACL. He took the. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Dennis from Ohio? Uh, against uh, kissing cousins. That's Stephanie. So and the rest of us, I believe I beat you. Yep. Well, yes, yes, I did. So uh, you're taking on uh, Don over there from Podskier this week, and I am taking on Dean from Podskier this week. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Uh, wow. So. Isn't it weird like when you get into like this time of the year if you're not like in the winter like in a championship game how all of a sudden you don't care as much. Yep, just I'm like I went to set my lineups and I went everybody's playing, nobody's out. Yeah, it's good. I didn't even care. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. See, in my other league I did because I I had a buy that last week and now I'm in my first game. Well, aren't you special, sir? All right, game picks time. So uh, you had, you and I both had. I had, I got twelve right. You got eleven right. So I'm leading you by ten. Um, I'm gonna make it with three weeks to go. Well, I tell you what, I, 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 because I'm a friend, you know, and I care about you, and and I want this to be more competitive. Uh, you know, I, I went out on a limb and I made some picks this week that are probably gonna be wrong, and and you have a chance to gain some ground. I probably have some of those same picks, and I do. <laughs> So should I go first? And I did. And I did that to be nice. I just want to point out one thing we did not talk about because we didn't talk about any NFL news, but it definitely was a hell of a play. The Miami game with New England. I picked Miami. You picked Miami. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, I did not. But uh, of course, you probably you know didn't know that was going to happen. But you want to talk about a cool ending to a game? If you have not seen it, what's wrong with you? And that's amazing that you haven't, but go find it. Uh, it was uh, between that play, the Mari Cooper tipped touchdown yep, overtime yep. walk in score, the Patrick Mahomes no looker. Oh my God, that pass there is was ridiculous. Some, there were some pretty good plays this weekend. The Mahomes throw. Did you see the angle I, from I, the other side? I saw it. Li- I watched it live when it was on red zone. It's like, did he just do what I thought he did? <laughs> it like. He's he is talented, and it's and then when you see it from from the the defensive side, and you literally get to see his eyes, and that he was not looking at all, yeah. <laughs> and he just sling it over there, 
as amazing. But that play in, in Miami, uh, that team, that's what they'll celebrate for the rest of the season because they're not going anywhere. But, <laughs> but good for them. Anytime you get to beat New England, New England just doesn't play well in Miami. Mm-mm. And uh, they're 9-4. and four. I tell you what, the Patriots, they're not as good. Nope. They've definitely had their struggles. And that makes me happy. Uh, all right. Week 15. So you want to go first? Sure. Let me just roll down real quick. Just Yeah, just make sure you don't pick your own game. Don't pick your own game. All right. So Thursday night, I actually have a good game. Uh, Casey. Let's <laughs> wait for you to go. Yep. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers. Oh, there we go. So we got Chargers, Casey. I'll take Casey. And then uh, we have our first round of Saturday games this weekend. Yeah, what the hell? They're literally trying to make it so I don't get anything done. <laughs> so you got um, early game, Houston at the Jets. I'll take Houston. And then the uh, night game, you have Cleveland at Denver. I'm taking Cleveland. And then moving on to Sunday, we've got Arizona at Atlanta. Take Atlanta. Detroit at Buffalo. Going with Detroit. Green Bay at Chicago. Taking Chicago. Oakland at Cincinnati. I'm going with Oakland. Ooh. Dallas up. Nope, Winning streak. That one. Yeah, Uh, Miami at Minnesota going with uh, Miami, Tennessee at the Giants to go with Tennessee, Washington at Jacksonville go with Washington, Tampa at Baltimore taking Baltimore, Seattle at San Francisco taking Seattle, New England at Pittsburgh taking New England, Philadelphia at the LAR taking LAR, and Monday night, New Orleans at Carolina, I'm going with Carolina, and that's my week 15, pick Uh, them, pick them. There's definitely some some opportunities for you. So, like I said, I'm taking Lack, taking the Chargers. Uh, I do not think that uh, I just uh, as much as I hate Philip Rivers. Uh, I think I think Watkins is going to be is looking to be out for Kansas City, and uh, I just I don't know. I feel like the Chargers are going to go there and kind of in those big games. As, as great as Mahomes is, those are the ones you start seeing those young guys kind of struggle because it's big. Um. Houston at the Jets. I'm taking Houston. Cleveland at Denver. I'm taking the Browns. I don't know why. Uh, Arizona at Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. Detroit at Buffalo. I'm going with Buffalo. Um, well, Aaron Rodgers, uh, amazing. He had a, he redeemed himself uh, first game after McCarthy's gone. Uh, so he's going to, uh, crazy enough, crazy enough, they're going to take down Chicago. I had a um, very hard decision to make well i can still make the change but uh for this uh playoff in my league that counts i have dak and aaron Rodgers. and i and who do you have right now i had rogers in there and i've swapped him with dak um i think you made the right call i might go hunting for another quarterback but we'll see i think it'd be difficult for either one of those but I think if you stuck with those two, I would. I would probably. I think you made the right call. Chicago's. I mean, but I still think Green Bay's gonna go in there and beat them. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Oakland at Cincinnati. I'm going with the Bengals. Dallas at Indianapolis. Sorry, buddy. I'm taking Captain Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Miami at Minnesota. All right. All right. You picked last week. You picked uh, Minnesota. You I think I have rarely picked Seattle. That's very true. That's very true. You did this week. I'm so proud of you. Uh, Miami at Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is still going to suck. And Miami is going to off their big win. They're going to keep. 
Tennessee at the Giants. Uh, Tennessee, even though the Giants are making a run. Uh, Washington racial slurs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, that is with Washington with who's their quarterback? Uh, Josh Adams. I, Josh who, Adams. who doesn't Josh know any Adams. of his receivers' names, but don't worry, they didn't bring Kaepernick in because – you know, you can't pick up the offense. Can't pick up the, <laughs> the one. The one thing that that I, uh, so this game, you know, not not with the racial slurs, but with Jacksonville. So you got Jacksonville and Minnesota, two teams that you would have thought would have made serious runs this year based on last year. Two teams you're finding out were pretty much frauds. Yep, one hundred percent. But I am taking Jack. I don't even know who to pick. That is a game where it's like, okay, I'm going to take Jacksonville only because they're at home. That's it. And Leonard Fournette is back. Okay, well, then that's even better. Tampa Bay at Baltimore. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Um, I'll pick that next one in a second. New England at Pittsburgh. I hate New England. I hate Pittsburgh so much. Um, But I most recently hate New England, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. (laughs) Philly at Lar. I'm going with Lar because Carson Wentz isn't going to play. And uh, I have – they just – they looked – and then New Orleans at Carolina. Despite Carolina's head coach still thinking that they have a shot, they don't. I'm going to go with the Saints on that one. Uh, before we get to our own games, um, anybody leave us a review? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. If you want to, that'd be great. Uh, if not, actually, would be there's this new site called Podchaser. Podchaser.com. Really cool website uh we're on there all podcasts really are they just grab feeds but that's another place you can go and write reviews and i like the way it's laid out i like everything about it and it's good on any platform doesn't matter if you're apple android doesn't matter Um, so podchaser.com check that out and um yeah other than that be sure to make sure you're following us on social media, we're on every single one of those social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, <laughs> Instagrams. Oh, my boy over here, uh, Andrew, gets our Instagrams up and rolling. Yeah, he copied us. You see that? Yeah. I just, <laughs> the beards. He said our logo was, he loves our logo, though. Because I told him we're thinking about changing it, and he's like, no, don't. Don't. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, go on, uh, make sure you're following us on all social media. We're, we're trying to use that as much as possible and have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, especially Twitter, Twitter's a blast, Instagram, good times. All right. Game pick Dallas, Dallas at Indianapolis. I am taking Dallas to wrap up Shocking. the division. Uh, I'm going to go with a 21, 17 score. Ooh. And I, one of those, one of those, uh, Scores will be a defensive score. I can see that happening. You know who it's going to be? Which team? No. Well, yeah. Well, it's, I'm, assuming it's, I'm assuming it's Dallas. Your thing is going to be defensive score. But uh, you want to get crazy? Who's going to do it? Is it going to be a pick six? Fumble recovery? What it's going to be? It's going to be a... We're going to go with the pick six. Ooh. A pick sixer. Um... Let's go with uh, let's go with the Wolf Hunter. Yes, who had who had himself a good game, but wasn't as you know just everywhere like he was against New Orleans. But he did have a very good game. He, he's, another solid game. game. Yep, he's, another another nine 
10 tackles, something like that. He is a stud still. Love him. Uh, that Your score is way more realistic than my score is. Uh, I'm just because I'm, I'm so like still Richard Sherman's mouth, even though he's been very quiet now because he got, you know, a reality check, but he still thinks Seattle's a middle of the road team. So you got a banking. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, he still thinks Seattle's a middle of the road team. So Seattle's gonna go down there and they're going to beat the crap out of them. 40 to three. <laughs> and, and, and at the end of it, they're going to be able to look at Richard Sherman and go, well, Middle of the road takes you straight to the playoffs there, buddy old pal. We're going to look at Richard Sherman and do what Earl Thomas did as he was being carted off the sideline. <laughs> Middle finger to it. Oh. Well, that's the other thing, too. Actually, no, there is some big news. We'll, we'll end with this. So um, what, if I, what if I told you? Well, let's go a, back in time. This is a 30 for 30 on ESPN. Something like that. What if I told what you I that told Dallas you? was going to give up a first-round pick and get Mari Cooper? But uh, – um, they, uh, yeah, uh, they're probably st- still going to end up getting Earl Thomas. <laughs> well, and the reason why I bring that up is because so they released the the cap numbers. Yes, there's an increase in cap space. So with that going into next year, it looks like Dallas probably have around uh, fifty, you know, fifty four million dollars in cap space. So here's here is the thing there. And for and for uh, that, sorry to cut you off, but for that, you obviously you need to pay Demarcus Lawrence and you need to pay. Uh, um, who else is coming up? Or somebody else coming up? Somebody I'm really big. I'm missing. But anyways, you need to wrap. You need to take care of that. And, well, and Seattle has some people to lock up as the, well. The chances. I mean, Earl is not coming back to Seattle, so we can just let that go. And I guarantee you that if Dallas offers him a reasonable contract that he is happy with, he they're going to be his first pick anyway. So let's say he's got like four different teams going in on him. If Dallas is in the ballpark, even if they're not the highest amount, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he picks and that's where he goes. So I, it, it's funny because yeah, they gave it the first round pick for Amari Cooper and they wouldn't do it for Earl and yet he'll still end up down there and that's fine. Uh, but Seattle's got to worry about Russell. They got to worry about Frank Clark. Uh, yes, they, Clark. That's the name I was thinking. Of. They, yeah, they got their own worries. Clark being the big one, uh, I would rather them wrap him up, like I said, now. But I think he wants to test free agency, which I don't blame him. But if Seahawks are smart, they're going to take some of that. They they actually have, I think it's like 50, 50 something million, 59 million in cap space. Uh, he better be a big chunk of that. I'm telling you right now. You got enough young guys. You can go ahead and do that. He, th- we just saw a pass rush. It's that was against Minnesota. That was some of the best we've seen all season. Look how valuable it was. Yep. So don't just let those players go. It's not not okay. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to throw in there? Nah, man. Nah, man. On to week fifteen. On to week fifteen. Oh, uh, there's Carson Wentz throwing a fit. <laughs> Oh, look at more eagles! Oh, throwing, throwing a helmet. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, look at his. Oh, oh that's a face mask. Oh, that's a bummer. God, it's. Uh, we'll end on on uh, a thing. If you look at teams like you like you mentioned, based on last year, Jacksonville, Minnesota, those are two huge examples of it. But where the Eagles are, it's six and seven. So look at that. Packers are five and seven and one. Eagles are six and seven. Panthers are six and seven. Vikings six and six. The middle 
teams that you thought were going to be super, super good weren't, and it's on both sides. So in the AFC, same thing. Jacksonville, garbage. It, it's It's been a weird year when it comes to it. And then you look at our teams, and yours was not at all picked to be – I mean, you you had a chance from day one because, you, because of what your offense – you already knew what it was. Your defense has been a great surprise. Seahawks, shit. Like I said, they were plant. Everyone thought they were going to be five wins, six wins, lucky to be eight and eight and nothing. And they're eight and five, destined for a playoff game in Dallas. And it's going to be so much fun. Wish we had. If anybody wants to send us money, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I would, I would, I would go to that game just to stand. I mean, you could you could buy tickets to that game for twenty five dollars. You just have to you sit in the standing. I'll area. stand there. I don't care. Oh, yeah. God, that'd be fun. If anyone wants to fly us to Dallas, uh, Arlington, to well, yeah, sorry, to Jerry. Get it right. I, it's not my team. I don't give a crap. They're the Dallas Cowboys, which means they should be playing in Dallas or whatever. <laughs> playing in Arlington, fine. Jerry World. If anybody wants to fly us to Arlington, uh, please. That'd be fantastic. We would, uh, that'd be so much fun. All right. Until next week, which will be week 16. Kill me now. Uh, go Hawks. Go Cowboys.